to the Starting With One podcast with Robin Bailey and Al McDonald. Our goal is to provide our audience with interesting, relevant information on Canadian healthcare, financial and estate planning issues, and running a business. With each episode, Robin and Al will be exploring topics that matter to you. Starting With One is built off of our experience that we enhance the lives of many starting with one. Every great story that we get to share all started with one phone call, one conversation, or one meeting. These are the stories that make us very proud to do what we do, and it all starts with one. Welcome back to the Starting With One podcast. I'm Al McDonald, and I'm here today with my co-host, Robin Bailey. Hello, hello. Today, we want to have a brief conversation on group retirement programs. Our guest today is Alex Bertola. Hi, how you doing, folks? Who we've worked with for many years. He's Robin's go-to person for all things group retirement related. Alex, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you know, we got really good feedback when Alex was on the Ben's Corner podcast, so we definitely wanted to have you on for this one. There's a lot of stuff that we're doing kind of behind the scenes on a regular basis that I wanted to share with both our prospects and, of course, our clients. So, Alex, while you're here, I was hoping we could do some quick hits for the listeners. Sound good? Sounds great to me. Okay. I think, you know, the starting point is always, what are the options employers have when it comes to group retirement programs? Like, I mean, what's out there? Yeah, there are really only three plan types that are available in the group retirement marketplace. We have registered pension plans. We have group RSP, registered savings plans, and then we have a, not a new version, however, it's an oldie but a goodie. It's what's called a group deferred profit sharing plan, DPSP. So registered pension plan is the very formal program. It's registered with the Financial Services Commission of Ontario or the province in which the plan sponsor is in. That is what most people call a lira and a locked-in retirement account. That's how they really associate with that. Okay. The registered pension plan is, again, very formal. It allows for uh, locking in provisions so that the employee is not able to access this money before age 55 is the earliest. It limits in terms of what retirement income options a member has during retirement. Plan sponsors do set that one up because they like the fact that it is a very formal program. It ensures that members do not borrow, loan, access the money before retirement. The earliest that anyone can touch that money is age 55. That is the very old school, traditional, what we used to see. More recently, and where we start seeing the trend is in the latter of those two programs is what we call the RSP and DPSP, so the Registered Savings Plan Deferred Profit Sharing Plan. The reason for that, it allows for greater flexibility No fiscal requirements or involvement, no government requirements, no audit requirements, no annual filings or anything like that allows for greater flexibility and ease. And also when the member retires, a lot more retirement options. But those are the three plan types. So we have a registered pension plan, an RSP, or a DPSP. Yeah, and I think you found the same because we've been in a lot of joint meetings together. You know, the, the default seems to be when you talk about group retirement plans, even if they don't mean it, is pension. Everyone talks about pension, but yeah. and you just said there is more to a pension, uh, yeah. than, so to speak, than, than what you first see. Is any one of those programs better than the other, would you say? 
It really all depends on the philosophy of the plant sponsor. Not that one is better. Ideally, what we all we want to do is get the member putting money away for their retirement and all three options allow it. It just depends on what the plan sponsor is looking for. Register pension plan does not allow for any vesting protection, simply meaning when does the employee own the employer contribution. In a registered pension plan and in an RSP, those are immediately owned by the employee. A deferred profit sharing plan allows for a two-year vesting protection from either date of hire or eligibility. So it again, it really comes down to the philosophy of the plan sponsor. Do they want to ensure and restrict to make sure that members have money at retirement at 55, the earliest again, or do they want to allow for greater flexibility, i.e. allow for home buyers withdrawal or loans against those two uh, programs? So yeah, to your point, I think it is going to come down to internal philosophy, what you're trying to accomplish. One of the things, because we have these conversations all the time and, and people seem to pick up on it quite quickly, and it seems to be appealing to most employers, is the vesting schedule. I mean, as a business owner myself, Al and I, you know, go through the same struggles as everyone else with, with staffing and that sort of thing and finding good people. And when you do find good people, you want to keep them. So from my perspective, that vesting um, and, and having a way to keep those employees on a little bit longer or, or provide some incentive at least for those people to stick around is something that's appealing to us for sure. I know one of the common questions I get from our clients or, or prospects is around contributions. Where do you suggest employers start with that? Well, the first part is allow Robin and Elle to come into your location. Let's have a conversation about that. Let them provide you with a benchmark report of your industry, of the general marketplace. So as an example, right now, what we see on the contribution formula on average is 4% that the employee would put in with a 100% match from the employer is typical. On the low end, we'd see a three and three match. What we kind of refer to as a Cadillac version of a retirement program is a 6% match. But again, it all depends on A, your budget, your industry, and as Robin indicated earlier, is the cost of onboarding a new employee, the cost of losing an employee. So let's look at what your largest competitor is doing. Let's look at what your smallest competitor is doing. So we have the ability in any industry to actually benchmark your plan in your industry to see how competitive your thought is. I think we do that on the employee benefit side as well, and we've been doing that for many years. And it is very helpful because you do want to know what your competitors are offering. We have several clients in very competitive industries, and you'll hear the stories about, well, they left for such and such a benefit. Uh, so you definitely want to know what your competitors are providing. And I think that benchmark report is probably the very first step to kind of say, okay, we're, we're ready to look at this. Let's see what else is out there and, and let's try to be as competitive as possible. 100%. And again, that's where it comes down to. It's a starting point versus you having to go and search that information. Just contact Robin and he'll be able to provide that through the resources with Manulife and our expertise when it comes to that. We look at every industry, uh, but for the most part, it's also starting to look at unique designs inside of your benefit package. So very similar to what you were talking about on the group benefit side, most likely there's various arrangements for different levels of employees. Again, think about that in the group retirement marketplace. Why would you have one contribution formula for all? 
How about making it very unique for various levels inside your company? Yeah, I think it's very important to note that there is that flexibility, especially when you're looking at a DPSP, RSP combination program. And clients, those are the conversations we get into because it's definitely not a one-size-fits-all. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it should be when you're looking at different tiers of employees and whether it's executives, whether it's long-term employees, that sort of thing. So it's nice to have that flexibility. If someone's listening to this episode and thinks, okay, I'm interested, what's the next step? First step is get in touch with Robin. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, exactly. Please. That goes without saying. That that goes without saying. Second is request that benchmark. If you know what your largest competitor is doing and your smallest competitor, a lot of industries will share that information. But the first part is let's have a conversation with Robin, bring in Manulife. There's obviously never an obligation. We're there to just have that conversation. We'll come in and bring that benchmark report. We will have that conversation with you about what we see trends in the industry, what employees are asking for. Employees are really asking for a total compensation package that includes a salary, benefits, and a retirement program. 100%, yeah. That's the starting point. The next part is really just having that conversation, understanding what your philosophy is, what your budget is. The other part, actually looking and getting creative within your program. We have some plant sponsors that say, hey, listen, it's another expense. Okay, let's maybe think and let's get creative. How about where you only begin to match on an employee's contribution once they reach the CPP and EI maximums? Then that's when you only start matching the employee contribution. Next year, we budget it up and we look at a full match program, maybe a 1% match after the CPP are reached. But again, these are things that Robin and Alex can bring to the table and have a different conversation. Absolutely. To your point, I mean, you, you touched on it when we come in and there's absolutely no pressure. And that's the way we've always operated. And you and I have had so many of those conversations. And the only warning I will give to people in advance is if you have a whiteboard handy, <laughs> Alex will be up there drawing all kinds of diagrams and and showing you the best ways to run your plan. But it really is. We've been in the business since 2005 now. It's been a long time. We're going to be here for hopefully a lot longer. And uh, this is something that a conversation, it starts as the name of our podcast. It starts with one conversation and uh, it's something that we can build on going forward. So Alex, as always, it's always a pleasure to get together and thanks for coming in today. Okay, folks, that does it for another episode. I hope you found value in this one. And Al, anything to wrap up? No, that was great. Really appreciate having Alex in today. And if you found this episode interesting, please feel free to pass it along to your colleagues. Of course, if you have any questions regarding group retirement programs, Robin is the man to contact. Please feel free to reach out directly. We'll see you next time on Starting With One.